boys, 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 I want to talk about this freaking crank. Oh, that's not how we start it. Hold on. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. They tell me I'm Russ. Oh. And I'm still Fry. I want to talk about this fucking nuts guy. Uh, uh, I God it. Da- John Romulus Brinkley. <laughs> what a masterclass in being a total asshole. Uh, wow. Where do I start with this? First of all, I should say I love the documentary. Yeah. You should go watch Nuts. When the documentary first starts, I thought naively that they were going to be generous to this man. <laughs> But we'll get to that part. (laughs) I love the fact that he claimed to treat things like gland disease. Do you have any idea how many glands are in the average mammal? It's a glandular dysfunction. But if you think about it, the people he treated now had more glands in them. More more occurrences for disease. Or so we would think until the second half. (laughs) That's the treatment for glandular conditions. More glands. Yes. Prescribing drugs over the radio, not only is that unethical, (laughs) based on a person's description of what they think their fucking symptoms are. I point you to telemedicine. Yeah, how is that different from the telemedicine visits I have with my doctor? This man, well, okay, it's very different. If I write a letter to a doctor and say, my back kind of hurts, that's very different from the doctor being able to interact with me in real time and ask me questions. (laughs) He writes a letter back, he's like, can you palpate it? Yeah, it's it's not it's it's not absolutely it is not the same thing. And also I think most doctors would agree telemedicine is perhaps necessary because we're low on doctors in the US, but it's not ideal. Well, I look I, I want to talk about so, if it's ideal or not, because the waiting room at a doctor's office sucks. I mean, this is so much better. I mean, medicine in the US is not ideal. I'm not shaming anyone who does that. I was at, told we had way. the best healthcare system in the world. <laughs> well, you may have been told something that wasn't completely true. You know what's Shocking. so funny? There aren't a lot of countries mm. where like their national health slogan is we're number two. <laughs> <laughs> but like it would be it would be really impressive to be the second best healthcare yeah, system number in the two, world. A lot of people think number two is bad. It's not. You know what's bad? Like number fifty eighth. Like that's bad. <laughs> It's actually, it that's probably where, the, where Canada and the U.S. are. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're in that territory. I don't know what the number is, but it's definitely not two. Yeah, I thought about Googling it, and then I realized I really didn't want to know the actual number. It's, it's not one or two. I'm pretty sure about that. Before I was a very slightly older and wiser man, I thought, man, these chapter titles are great. <laughs> Before I knew that they came from like his fucking quote-unquote biography. I, um, I love the idea of a biography that just lies. That's like all a fictional account of a living 100% person. 100% lies. There's nothing in his biography that's true. And I had that suspicion from the very start. But of course, I was, you know, I was like, okay, I don't, I know about his procedure. I do not know that much about the man. Turns out he is everything I could have ever imagined and more. Russ, do you um, remember what it was you called him in your, your message to me about this guy? 
He's like the what king of all fraudsters, or the best fraudster, or something like that. Yeah, he really uh, is. Well, the best quack in America, or something. Yes, there we go. You did the best me. quack at a time time. when education levels were even lower than they are now. I love the chapter title, The Cobra Strikes. And the Cobra (laughs) is the American Medical Association. (laughs) Fuck off, Romulus. Go. And also, he had a statue of of the Romulus and Remus sucking off a a wolf's teats in his front yard. Thus showing that rich people have never had any fucking class. I'm not saying I wouldn't get that. I would like to take a quick moment uh, to correct you a little bit. There is a difference between suckling off and sucking off. And you said the second one. I said sucking I off a wolf's teats, and I think that is an accurate description. There was an awful long pause between when you said sucking off and you finally got to teat. Do not <laughs> challenge my comedic timing. It is amazing. Who else can uh, orgasm right, though, from their nipples? You, there is a difference between uh, sucking off and suckling me. off. But I thought it was funnier to say suckling off, and now it's not funny because you made me explain it. That's my role here on the show. Uh, And all I have to say about that chapter is I'm pro-snake. Like, let the cobra strike with as much venom as it has. This man was a bad person. I love the fact that for his campaign slogan when he ran for governor, he stole the slogan of a laxative. Yeah, that's perfect. That's pretty incredible and I think appropriate. I love the fact that his son, while they were, va- because remember, this man was incredibly rich. They were vacationing in the Galapagos Islands on a personal yacht, and his son shot a seal for no reason. Now, I want to make something extremely clear. There are people in Alaska, native peoples and so forth, who do kill seals. But they do that because it's fucking cold up there and you've got to get them calories. Killing a seal in the Galapagos is not the same thing. <laughs> and And his son did it, and he was... Proud of his son, although, quote, I'm sad the seal was dead. Like, I don't know what that says about this guy. Like, I think he just probably was saying that for people who might feel bad for the seal. I think he was probably sad because he intended to harvest the seal's nuts and put them in somebody. Yeah, that would be a much more likely. Well, I mean, he still could have. Nothing would have stopped him. Goodness gracious. I have so many notes. I'm going to have to skip some of these, boys. Some of the things he claimed to cure. Impotence. Insanity. With goat testicles. Sluggish temperament. Now, I have a question for you boys. How did you interpret sluggish temperament? It's definitely the precursor to hysteria and one step away from being sent to a mental hospital. Well, yes, but the way they meant it, is it laziness or stupidity? How do you, or is it both? They're one and the same thing, as we all Yeah, I don't think they were doing a lot of careful, careful diagnoses here for this. Especially not him. John John Romulus Brinkley certainly wasn't. He's got the droopsy stumblers. Then we get to the perspective switch. And my God, boys. My God. I loved it so much. When they hit that trial, he's trying to sue someone for defamation. And of course, his, you know, quote unquote witnesses, people who claim that it worked, uh, are not allowed in because they're not experts in the medical field. And they bring in someone to refute every single one of his claims, as you mentioned last episode. And I love the perspective switch because then they start going into how much of this man's life is a lie. And I love that they start out the documentary in a way that kind of builds up that lie so they can knock it out from under Mm. your feet later. That's so well done yeah that was even mentioned as part of like a uh, director's commentary that i read where it's like we wanted you to start off by being one of his patients and seeing how much better your life could be and just to 
chuck it all away. It, it's yeah, it, it's incredible. It, it's like that's possibly the best documentary I've ever seen in terms of telling the truth by spinning a yarn and then unraveling it. Oh, it's incredible. I would recommend nuts. Nuts with an exclamation part, by the way, exclamation mark, if you're searching for it somewhere. Nuts with an exclamation mark. It is incredible. I, I have nothing bad to say about this documentary. Woo! We I don't know what to did say, a boys. thing. We did it. You won. So let's see if we can keep this going. <laughs> what do we have today? <laughs> Well, you know what we have today. I mean, we we know talked what we about have this today. already. I There's have no to ask. Here. I am. I am con- contractually obligated to ask that question. It's it's because you don't want to say it out loud. You want one of us to have to say it. I will not say it out loud. We watched Jurassic World Dominion. Oh God! So here's we the thing: you your trivia too. questions aren't coming from Jurassic World Dominion. Good, because I haven't seen it. That would be I, very. Unfair. I think that would have been very fair. I think that was a very reasonable approach. I was also going to pull from the first Jurassic World, but then I couldn't remember if James had watched that one or not. I have only seen the Jurassic Worlds that we have seen on this podcast. Okay, So that's only the one right before this. Okay. (laughs) No, no, that was Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom was the one right before Dominion. Then he hasn't seen the first Jurassic World. That is correct. Okay. Well, good news. These are all about the first Jurassic Park. Excellent. Standings are Fry 52, James 47. Same now, close game. you only mm. get one guess this go-around. Okay. I am right. forbidding right. further. Isla Nublar is located off the coast of what country? Costa, Costa Rica. That was James, Costa Rica. When was Jurassic Park released? 1997? Oh, that was a neither from either of you. That was 1993. Oh, wow. Huh. Fry, I am very disappointed because in the opening montage of this movie, it clearly says Jurassic Park 1993. Well, but there's, you know, a lot happens after that. I was so enwrapped in the movie. (laughs) I felt like comic book guy on that one. Yeah. In Jurassic Park 1993. What breed is the sick dinosaur the visitors come across on their Triceratops? Triceratops. That is yeah, a, another one to James. Triceratops. Dennis Nedry steals dinosaur embryos for a rival corporation. What brand is the shaving cream Barbasol. container? Oh, Barbasol. Nice well done. done. Why can't the first Jurassic Park dinosaurs reproduce? Because they're all female. I'm going to listen to the tape, but I think James got that one. It was a close one. In what area does Dr. Ian Malcolm specialize? Chaos theory. He's nicely yes. done, James. See, for I like the good Jurassic Park movie. Well, you also say things really fast. I, I know these all of these answers are just very <laughs> I fast have seen I have seen this movie more than you, I bet. What animal is used to lure the T-Rex? Goat. A goat. That is James. Goat, 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 goat. Yep. Jurassic Park founder John Hammond tells his guests that his first ever attraction was a flea music, uh, a flea, a flea circus park. Yeah, flea circus. Yeah, uh, I got Fry, you. unfortunately. Yes, fair enough. I say unfortunately. How mean? <laughs> I don't think it's yeah, unfortunate. I think it's only on fair. The scale here. Complete the quote. 
Dr. Alan Grant says, This is a Velociraptor. Then a random kid says, That doesn't look very scary. More like a six-foot... Chicken. Chicken. Oh, gentlemen, that was a turkey. Oh, oh you're right. You're quite right. Okay. <laughs> I like, it's like, I wrote the questions. I like, oh, you, you are right about that. <laughs> I like that well, we're I just wrong the remember. same way when we're wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Complete the quote. Ah, 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 you didn't say. Please. Magic word. The magic word. Damn it. Ah. Well, boys, that was a run away. That wow, would be nice. six, six whole ones to James. And two whole ones to Fry, possibly when we check the tape. So that brings the score to Fry, 54. James, 53. Ooh. I really like the first Jurassic Park movie. It's a good movie. They have not followed it up with any subsequently as good movies. (laughs) I watched this movie, and I only texted Fry a couple of times. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what angle he's coming at it from. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) to find out, actually. So, this is 2022. And this is Jurassic World Dominion. Yay. Uh, Fry, first of all, before you begin, I want to congratulate you for your bravery. You (laughs) know you have all your... I'm serious. You know you have all your work ahead of you. And I am excited to hear your pitch, sir. So, please begin. I thought a little bit about different ways I should try to tell you about this movie. Mm. And I don't think trying to pretend that this is a movie of the year contender is going <laughs> Wise. I, I think you are already hip to that game. And, and I will not be able to convince you there. What, yeah. what I'm going to say, first of all, just to hopefully whet your interest a little bit. There are, of course, more dinosaurs in this. They some of them look really nice, mm-hmm. some of them don't. Some of the special effects are really not <laughs> up to these standards, but there's ah. some cool looking ones mixed in there. It's not all bad. Okay, okay. They put the dinosaurs in situations we haven't seen before. So, <laughs> what, like in a dress or? Well, uh, we have a car chase. We have a car chase in this one. <laughs> well, I was specifically looking for a dinosaur in a dress, but okay, go ahead. Well, I. It doesn't really happen in this one. I'm sorry. Oh, that's Maybe a shame. there's always the next one. <laughs> the, I mean, in this one, we have dinosaur rustlers. We oh, do. No. We do. Uh, so, <laughs> Wait. What? So uh, let, me, let me explain. Uh, this is yeah, a good way yeah, to get yeah, into yeah, the yeah. movie here. <laughs> yes, so, yes. The end of the last movie, for reasons passing understanding, uh, <laughs> the two main characters who I think are named Owen and Claire... Uh, let, <laughs> that is their names. Let a child <laughs> release dinosaurs on an unsuspecting world. Yes, I remember that. This was widely hailed as a mistake at the time. <laughs> and arguably in any sane universe, that child would now be the villain of the story on account of the hundreds of thousands of deaths she's caused. Yes. Uh, this is not that. This is not that movie. Uh, this is not a movie about bringing her to justice for the irreparable harm she's caused in the world. Yeah, I don't think we're super shocked for that. Yeah, this is a movie about. Wait, what does happen if this stuff is all just out in the world? Like, how does society handle it if sometimes you can be going to the the city square and a T Rex can also be there? 
I, I love the fact that we're, we're focused on human society and we're not worried about the ecosystem being fucking destroyed. Every single shot of like dinosaurs and humans coexisting is at worst indifferent and at best, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, let's take Sally to the park to play with the compies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in the book, it was the compies that killed Hammond because yeah. they were poisonous. So that's that part's actually pretty fun. I think there's some really fun scenes with like, oh, what if dinosaurs were around? We get to see Chris Pratt on horseback chase down a dinosaur, lasso it, and then catch it with his hands. You get fucking hot. Interesting. Yeah, interesting he, phrasing. Oh, 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 Frank, I have a question. I don't know if I, I don't know why I think you will know these movies better than I do, but I just do. <laughs> now, th- this there's a selling point in this movie where. Chris Pratt's character and Bryce Dallas Howard's character are protecting this little girl, the the one who freed all the dinosaurs in the last movie named Maisie Lockwood. And the movie makes a really big deal over the fact that she is a clone of this other person involved with Jurassic Park who was Charlotte Lockwood, I think. Oh, yeah, I remember that from the last one. Is this a newly introduced thing where like her blood cures all diseases or something? That wasn't in the last movie. Yeah, this was this was completely added for this movie. She was a clone, and now she, was she has magical healing powers. Yeah, so that's really, really late in the movie. And it's after a ton of cool dinosaur scenes. I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on that. But Wait, I guess... The whole movie's not based around that? Well, I mean, we don't know why they want her, just that some people kidnapped her. A child's blood curing all diseases is way, way darker than there being dinosaurs. Because dinosaurs can be killed and re-extincted, if you will. A little girl who can heal all diseases will be, you know, that's not good for her. Well, she's, that's she's be not a little bad. girl. She's a clone. <laughs> how is that? Okay, how old is she? Uh, little. 14, I think. So she's a little. Okay, all right. So I was right. Please continue. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Okay, so the, the only reason I brought that up was because I didn't know if I had missed something. Like, no. what, like the twist at the la- yeah. end of the last Jurassic World was like, oh, and by the way, she's also Professor X. You know, or yeah, no, they do sort of revealed. do whatever with these plots, yeah. right? So uh, I'm going to explain the plot a little bit backwards now because of, because of how we've introduced yes. it. But I think this is actually no, no, great. that's fine, that's fine. So yes, what's been going on in the four years in movie time that have passed since the last movie? Dinosaurs mm. have, of course, changed society, but only in fairly subtle ways. Like, people still go to the city square, even though there's T-Rexes sometimes. Yes. But one company, uh, Biosyn, has really, really gotten uh, the edge on things. They are now keeping all of the dinosaurs together. They have the exclusive, I guess, worldwide contract to corral all the dinosaurs that people capture. Don't ask any questions about the legal framework behind that. It is not it is not discussed at all. I actually have different comments on it, but I will save those for the end of your description. So they're they're doing their research on on you know all these dinosaurs they got, and one of the things they they have a little little skunk works project going on. Just a little. Let's see if we can make this work kind of thing. <laughs> what they have taken a look at bringing in some. I'm going to use the phrase they use in the movie because they're not going to explain this any further. Prehistoric DNA and mixing it with locusts to make bigger locusts. 
Why? I see you have some questions. Okay, now <laughs> I do. Yes. Now they had a plan. They had a really good plan. Their Did they? plan was they were going to somehow create these locusts that spread really well because they're locusts. They're really good at that. But these were mm-hmm. also going to somehow cure disease. I, I don't really know how they planned this out. I was, what, by the way, locusts I, are going to cure disease and not spread it or consume all the yes, food Yes, it was supposed to is, be a good thing. Uh, Fry, I have a question. Just brief. Do you know what a locust is? After and, watching and I this movie, like a, I really do. They're very large. They're so, about the size of your forearm. No. So I know this sounds like a dumb question, <laughs> but this is actually kind of an interesting science fact. So locusts are literally transformed grasshoppers, as right. I'm sure you knew. But the method of grasshoppers becoming locusts is literally numbers and physical contact. Did you know that? No. They literally change color, they develop spots, and they get a little bigger. But the biggest problem is not their size, it is their numbers. And that is why they are a blight upon the land. That makes sense. Yeah, so you get, get too many of yeah. those little fuckers in, in one area, and they all turn into, they all hook out and eat all your crops and move on. Precisely, and they wind up being about a foot and a half long and weighing about. No, 10 that pounds. part is the movie. Yeah, that a ten-pound grasshopper could eat through your entire skull. That's terrifying. Oh well, they are terrifying. The people are properly yeah. terrified of swarms of these things flying at them. The only reason that we don't think about insects that much is because most of them are relatively small, and we can just sort of with the shoe squish them or put them in a jar and chuck them out of the house, depending on how nice of a person you are. So, I'm a squisher, but I never claim to be a nice person. So a, a small mistake was made in their development of these healing locusts. A small mistake. <laughs> they, you know, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was the healing factor something they were going to harvest from the locusts? No, they, the locusts were in fact a distribution method for like pathogens that would heal you. The only thing that locusts do, primarily, at least at least your, your non-genetically modified ones, is eat all the crops so people don't have food. So I am curious how they thought this was going to work. Russ is looking at the camera like a crazy like I'm a crazy person. So yeah. I'm going I'm going to add You are well, sounding me, like a crazy. Let me person. add something in here real quick. I watched See, I'm the trying, extended yeah. edition, not the regular edition. So I don't know if this is something that's added in. Oh yeah, things. there are two editions of this. Yeah. How fucking long is the extended edition? 2 hours 40 minutes. Oh, it was. Jesus. Uh, so Russ, uh, like, how I, long was I was your really version? confused because there's like on on the streaming there's there's two boxes and yeah. you, you hit play on one and it like just kicks off with a news broadcast and then you hit play on two and it's uh, there's this big long dinosaur montage at the beginning. Yeah, they, no, Russ, I was I, I was, was, your, I was looking was quizzically because you mentioned with as much forethought as they give it in the movie. That the locusts were created for some beneficial purpose, and that had been blanked for me. Like all I remembered <laughs> yeah. was the ultimate nefarious purpose that they're using the locusts for. Yeah. And so I was googling, like, why did they initially make these things? And it seems like that's a question that more than one reviewer has asked. <laughs> <laughs> like they made them so the movie could happen. So they forgot to include the healing factor. Oops. Before some of these got out. Oops. They did include uh, probably a higher breeding factor than they intended. They last much longer than they intended. And uh-huh. they do have one nice feature. They don't eat biosin crops. Any crops planted with biosin GMO seeds are safe from them. 
I'm starting to get a vague sense by which I mean an exact idea of where this yeah, plot is it's going. It's really kind yeah. of the simplest plot in the world, and then they throw in that it really they throw in that little bit about like we were trying to do good like halfway through like because they realized they needed to absolve one of the scientists involved in this. <laughs> so mm. they were like, oh, we'll throw so this they were in. they were writing the script and they were like, oh shit, we can't have a sympathetic bad guy. That would be too complicated for our target audience. Yeah. So anyway, they have accidentally unleashed a plague of super locusts upon the world. Fantastic. And the only one that can save the humans is the dinosaurs. So. (laughs) Wait, am I right? Am I right? No, that's not the solution. Oh, because that would have been awesome. The solution. So they come up with a couple of. Biosyn's plan is, all right, we need to get that Maisie clone girl back in here. And we need to get that raptor, Beta, who's also, sorry. The Raptor Blue has now had a Blue. Ch- the Blue has had a child named Beta. Uh, so we need oh, to get Christ. Beta in here because it's also technically a clone. Why would you name it Beta? Like Blue the, is at least Blue. The, the clone names sense. the other clone. Yeah. The clone the, Are the you clone... saying a Raptor name? No, the, oh, the, 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 the clone girl names the clone <laughs> no, but Raptor. But I do like this that is that's so where you're goddamn. But this is confusing. Like it doesn't all the dinosaurs are clones in so, Jurassic Park. Wait, here's what you're going to ha- need to understand. None of this makes any sense. Yeah, it's funny on a profound level. (laughs) Like when you said, "Here's what you're going to need to understand." I thought you were just going to say nothing, and I would have been fine with that. Like that would, and I agree with you. Here's what you're going to need to understand: nothing. The all right. These two plots, we've got it written and directed by, and so there's your clue number one. But it feels like these were because there's two screenwriters. One is Colin Trevorrow, the director. Yes. And the other is Emily Carmichael. And it feels like they both brought a movie idea. And then those two got slapped together. Because oh, the dinosaurs very and the locusts are on divergent timelines. Yeah, the, the locust yeah. plotline could almost be a movie by itself. There's no need for the dinosaurs to be involved for the locust plotline. I would like to ask a question at this juncture, and this can go to either of you, both of you, whoever wants to speak to it. How many times can we have a story in this universe where it's like, oops, science went too far, or oops, (laughs) it turns out these scientists were evil, before we decide, you know what, maybe we should try a different story? If we tried a different story, that would have to be a different movie series. Jurassic why? is committed to this bit. Oh, what? What are you looking for? Like a heist movie in the Jurassic Park world? Yes, that would be amazing. Ju- what are you talking about? J- Jurassic Park, the first had a heist element. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I'll give you that. That's fair. You, I, you I was more thinking like Fast the and the Furious, place, the dinosaurs are there too. If, if we're doing Jurassic Park, but it's stupid now, a heist movie is possibly the best place it could go. That's a great idea. You, Fry, you're yeah, a genius. You know what? It's, you don't know it. But it's who done it, but it's but Jurassic Park. Ooh, knives out, but one of them is a dinosaur. Bingo. See? Boom. So many. There's so many no good reason not to have the dinosaurs just straight up talking to people now. There's no reason why we should. Well, the, 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 the problem they, with they this never movie talk, is they kind it's of a He Man plot. Thing. What's that? The, the, they never talk. They kind of do a Professor X thing at the No, dinosaur. I understand that they don't actually talk, but they should be. It's a He Man plot. But then they try to make things more complicated than He-Man, and that's where they're yeah. fucking up. If you're going to make it stupid, make it real stupid, and they 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 just can't commit. So 
I've talked about it. Fuck that dog or get off the stage, as we've talked about before. And also, you should not fuck dogs. I'm just being super clear on that. I've spent a lot of time. It's a metaphor. I've spent a lot of time talking about the plot on this one. And that's really the the worst feature of the movie. And I do want to focus on some of the things that I do think make this movie entertaining. Because let's let's be honest. Not every movie one watches is for the plot. If you're putting... Jurassic mm. World in your DVD player. Number one, then <laughs> you know streaming services exist. Number two, <laughs> you're not here for the plot. Yes, yes, I agree. So here's some yes, cool yes. things that happen in this movie. We get to see a dinosaur underground bazaar where dinosaurs are illegally traded and <laughs> smuggled. That sounds sad. Uh, they also have dinosaur fighting. That sounds worse. <laughs> Much happier. <laughs> like it's what, it's fry what percentage of this movie would you say is animal abuse so i would say none of it because these are not animals these are godless creations that were loose upon <laughs> an unsuspecting earth every single you know, one of you know what dies is better for the planet you know what i want to argue with you but i made that exact point in the first episode <laughs> where we talked so yeah. i'm going to absolutely agree with you and say yes yeah. uh, however that doesn't mean so, they should suffer so and this die. Movie it just means animal, they should be animal wiped abuse out. you can feel good about no, wait, that's not, no, no, let's not, let's not go with that tagline. Uh, Russ, uh, if we could. We are keeping, uh, we're keeping every second of that. <laughs> no, no, we're going to keep it in the podcast, but if we could not put that in the show notes, that would be amazing. Um, I was going to make it the new subtitle of the podcast. <laughs> hey, James, watch this. Animal abuse, you can feel good about well, Fry, so, I, I think you were right about one thing, and that is this po- This movie is amazing to talk about on the podcast. Absolutely, and that's part of why you should watch it, so you can talk about this shit with us, because we have seen some sights. We have seen... Yeah. We, after, after the bazaar, we get to see a multi-vehicle car chase through... Uh, I want to say it was Morocco. I can't remember where they were. And what? while they're there... They're also being chased by those dinosaurs that lock onto you with a laser pointer. Yeah, oh, the, the, the dinosaur gun is back. But now it's oh, a cute, so, so it's the a dinosaur gun la- is back. Uh, laser pointer now. And now there are multiple dinosaurs that respond to the dinosaur gun. Well, there's only one species, but she has like six of them. No, I said multiple dinosaurs. Yes, I did yes. not say multiple dinosaur species. All right, fair enough. I guess now it's the I dinosaur mean, phaser. It kind of had, tr- yeah. It has kind of phaser energy there. It makes a little sound. When you do I that think, too. I think dinosaur laser pointer is sounds appropriate in terms of what this thing is and does. Just like a regular laser pointer uh, makes you get in trouble with the FAA. Okay. Oh, oh, by the way, cool. I guess I want to add one thing here that just cracked me up about this movie. So dinosaurs are loose in the U.S. and it's a major problem, right? Which government agency <laughs> do you think handles dinosaur problems? Oh, clearly it's FEMA. It is the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Oh, actually, you know what? You know what? That's the first thing you said that I thought positively about. They have had to bulk up their armory significantly. Fry, can I I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever had dealings with the Department of Fish and Wildlife? I, I, I can't say I have. I have. And let me tell you something. They are some badass motherfuckers, and I would trust them to deal with this. Were you and able to after, explain to them that you weren't a bear living in a house, but actually a person? Fortunately, <laughs> they saw through my Bigfoot disguise, and I was not. I did not have to explain. That. Okay. They were like, oh, you're clearly a human, sir, because they know what they're fucking doing. And I just want to give some props to all of our 
uh, brothers and sisters out there in the in the in the in the uh, fish and wildlife department. They're awesome, and I love them. It's the department the of I've fish and wildlife. Get it right. It's not the fish and wildlife Whatever. department. They know what they are. DFW. Yeah, they even call it the DFW in this movie because you know they have to have a shorthand. You can't be saying Department of Fish and Wildlife all the time. That would be too much for the watchers of this film. Fry. Yeah. All right, more highlights. More highlights of this this spectacular yes. movie. So <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The the car chase does include, I think, one of my favorite moments. Claire is riding in the back of a truck. Uh, she happens to have like a large metal pole. They're going down some narrow streets. One of the dinosaurs <laughs> is right on her. Don't ask any questions about this scene. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't. Sorry, sorry. You don't want those answers. Uh, You're absolutely right. And. She takes this metal pole. She's trying to jab at the dinosaur to keep it from like coming at her. And then she sees that there are two cars parked perfectly equally on the, both sides of the street. So she holds the pole out horizontally. It catches on the cars and clotheslines the fuck out of this dinosaur that was chasing her. <laughs> which was just a hilarious scene. So we just descended into anim- animal cruelty, the simulator now. like this Again, is- not animals. Yeah, I hear you, and I don't disagree, but, like, I wanted them to die, but not horribly. Well, like, do you understand the difference? Well, like, I, I do understand the difference, but she was in a life-or-death situation. There's no cruelty at that point. This is just me or you. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay, I, I can I can, I can deal with it. It was Malta. It was Malta. It was Malta. My apologies to oh, the Maltese. Oh, Malta. Yes, the finest depiction of Malta seen this century on film. And I do not remember why they were in Malta. What part of Canada was it filmed in? Vancouver. <laughs> it, oh, so, it was. It, 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 most of this movie was filmed in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. <laughs> the, the locations <laughs> in this movie do make zero sense whatsoever. Yeah. Claire, Owen, and Maisie all live in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Maisie gets kidnapped and taken to Malta so that she can then be transferred to the Biosyn compound which was somewhere else. Uh, can you, the Dolomites, do you remember where? It's Italy's Oh, yeah, Dolomites. that's in Italy. Yeah. 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 So Malta makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's that, not That makes bad. sense. Okay, all right. When I thought well, it was Morocco, I was confused, but uh, Malta makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Morocco would have been a bit of a... Okay, all right, okay. And I'm I was thinking that Biosyn was in, like, California or something. Yeah, I was expecting this, but I think, you know what I think that was, is like Jurassic Park 3, where they had the T-Rex yeah. in L.A. Like, I think I think I was <laughs> getting it mixed up Park with that. Jurassic Park 3, T-Rex in L.A. I mean, it might as well be, it was a shit movie, it might as well have been called that. But, um, or might have been 4, I don't know, whatever. It was 3. Okay. okay. So, alright, so some more highlights of this movie. So, after <laughs> after Malta, we're done with Malta, we're flying to Biosyn now, and... <laughs> Which is where? Do we remember? The, the, the Dolomites. Dolomites? Is that the pronunciation? Yeah. It, Russ, you've been to Italy. Yeah. No, no, it, 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 it is Dolomites, but I was... Okay, it's somewhere yeah. in Italy. Okay. Yeah. It's, I guess it, in it's Italian, in the mountains Dolomites, in Italy. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with that, with that. Okay, that's fine. And so they, they're, they're flying in, and so we find out that Biosyn has this dinosaur preserve that's... In Italy? In Italy. The- Let me ask you a question. How much, 
much free land, especially arable land, do you think is in Italy? Well, this is not strictly speaking arable land. It's in a very inconvenient place in the mountains. If you have yeah. plants growing, it's arable land. And it's in a place, it's one of those movie places that doesn't exist because it's like surrounded yeah. by protective mountains on all sides. And there's yeah. like a nice valley in the middle that has a very lush spring population. And so... That okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right, it's fictional. We'll move on. I understand. It's the center of the earth. It's 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 the I'm center doing, of the earth. I'm doing my fucking best, guys. So, <laughs> no. features, it's fictional. We'll move on. One of the features of this lovely preserve they have in a in a perfect valley in the mountains is an mm-hmm. aerial deterrent system to keep the big <laughs> flying dinosaurs from getting out of there. And so the planes also, they just shoot over. them out of the sky with like fucking missiles and black cannons. <laughs> And so as our protagonists are nearing Biosyn, Biosyn's thought was, well, let's just turn off the aerial deterrent system. That should take care of them. And so we get a... Wait, turn it off? Yeah, turn it off. So we get a pterodactyls versus airplanes fight. Uh, what? The, the pterodactyl wins very, that I, very convincingly. I would suspect that maybe the pterodactyls win if there are enough of them but a pterodactyl versus a plane i think they both lose as far as i can tell from this movie planes yeah. are made of thin tin foil and any slight <laughs> i thought you were going to say pterodactyls bones are made of titanium was, well was that's the other that, option yeah yeah they are clones so all their beaks are made out of wolverine's bones <laughs> <laughs> adamantine or whatever that yeah. bullshit is okay all right so Jesus. this this leads us to there's these scenes in movies where like this should have killed everyone involved but instead everyone yeah. is absolutely fine so yeah. so this plane yeah. has one parachute so claire goes out the parachute which seems like a great <laughs> idea because it gets you out of a crashing plane a very stressful place yes. to be but yes. what she didn't really think about was that it then puts you in the air with pterodactyls, an equally mm-hmm. stressful place to be. Which, as we all know, were hyper were hyper carnivores that only ate uh, meat falling from the sky yeah. and did not in any way hunt birds or other shit like that. Yeah, no, this is... I know Jurassic Park, or I'm sorry, Jurassic World is not known for being super accurate with their dinosaurs, but like, this is... A step too far, <laughs> I say. Besmirching the good name of the pterodactyls. How dare you, sir? Well, first of all, pterodactyls and pteranodons, pterodactyls and pteranodons are not fucking dinosaurs. And second of all... I there mean, there's no dimetrodons infra- in here, too, so they're not really... Dimetrodons are not even fucking reptiles. They're fucking, like, proto-mammals. Like this, at oh, at one they- point, some, some humpback whales check out a mosasaurus. Yeah, they're that friends actually, now. That actually... That... Oh, they, oh, you said check out. I thought you meant like put in the ground because that might actually happen. Oh, no, they're just hanging out, sea. playing in the sea. You think Mosasaurus is big and bad, but humpback whales are intelligent and coordinated and there's a big difference. But uh, anyway, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Yep. Who would win in this fight bullshit? But the, Goku. Um, so Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Goku or Superman is always the answer. Um, so meanwhile... Yeah. Do you have uh, any less frustrating anecdotes? Well, uh, probably not. Of course not. So, <laughs> so the plane with with Owen and the pilot is going down, and yeah. so they just crash into the ice and walk and away from. And they're fine. They're, yeah, they're and they're uh, fine. I want actually. You I know what? Fine. Oh, I am totally on, good hold, with that. Hold on a second. I'm good with that. Are you still yeah, good yeah. with it? If Owen wasn't even like strapped into his seat, but was just holding his seatbelt real good with his arm. 
You know what? Yes. Uh, when it comes to the sins this movie is committing, that is the least among us. And I will not worry about that. In confession, I'd let them go with a single, like, Hail Mary or Our Father. I wouldn't yeah. even make that a big deal. You know, the rest of these are what we have to go to sort of hell for. Yeah. You know, it, the more I think about it, I, I hadn't realized this until now. I think this is actually a superhero movie masquerading as a dinosaur movie. Because yeah, no, Owen clearly. has superpowers yeah. in this movie. He he stops dinosaurs with a rope in his hands. He can command mm-hmm. nearly any dinosaur by sticking his hand out at it for a second and this saying, This is Chris no. Pratt's character, This is Chris right? Pratt's character, yes. Yeah, yeah. no, he had them in the last movie, yeah. dude. Well, but in the last movie, in the two Jurassic World movies prior to Dinosaur this, tranquilizer to the neck and he's fine. He had it in the last movie. Well, no, but in, in the previous about movies... That. The hand thing he could do to to get Blue and the other raptors to not attack was because he mm-hmm. had trained Blue and those raptors extensively. It's an origin story. It, and, but now he just does it to every fucking dinosaur that shows up and it works every time. He just Jeez. magnetos these dinosaurs. Yeah. And the, by the end of it, he teaches oh. Maisie <laughs> and uh, Grant how to do it as well. <laughs> Oh, he, oh, cool. He can just teach. Okay. Yeah. So he's God. spreading these powers around. I should mention, by the way, this movie <laughs> does see the return of Ellie Sattler, Ian Malcolm, and uh, Alan Grant from the original movie. For oh, oh, no reason. I was about to say, like, I'm very sorry that they felt so hard up in their acting jobs that they had to take this fucking thing. Well, Jeff Goldblum uh, yeah. is a delight at all times. I I have never I, said. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you yeah. about that. And he, however, Jeff Goldblum has the best <laughs> job I think anyone has ever had. He is a chaos theory speculator. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the like, in-house <laughs> philosopher at Biosyn. Where he gives a, talks to Biosyn employees about how dangerous all the work at Biosyn is and how it probably shouldn't be done. About, well, is and they the stand and be, applaud nope. at the end of his speeches <laughs> like the Messiah clearly, has spoken he, to them. But clearly he's having zero effect because he's still working for and being paid by an extraordinarily... One might say cartoonishly, but I don't know. Some of the companies we have these days are pretty bad. Uh, one might say cartoonishly evil company who is doing things just to fuck the planet up for a couple extra bucks. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, the, like, I, w- I would say they're literally like, well, if we kill a million people, we'll get an extra $50 this quarter. Like, it's literally on that level, which I appreciate on one level and ad- utterly despise on another. This was I, a I re- wasted character because Dr. Ian Malcolm would one, <laughs> he would 100% be a Jordan Peterson crypto bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, wh- and, when and he came on that, screen I was like, "Oh, he's about to Jordan Peterson this talk." And then he didn't. Yeah. And, and not and not only that, but he would his entire like financial empire would be built on they made dinosaurs man can you believe it like yeah absolutely but the only difference between him and everyone else is one of his conspiracy theories would be true that's the only difference you know it, it occurs to me it's a little surprising that this movie did not attempt to make either in the movie or in real life dinosaur nfts I, I, uh, I would have liked to have Fry, can you please stop giving people ideas? So if please, you're listening out there God. and if you're a crypto bro, let's make a dinosaur NFT together. I don't actually want my name involved or to be involved, but I feel like there should be a dinosaur NFT. 
Jesus. Okay. Fry, go ahead and I want you to hit any last points because I want to, before we get to Russ, I want to kind of bookend what you have with a a couple of examples of why a T-Rex even would not be a problem for the modern world. But before we get to that, I want you to go ahead and do your thing. Yeah, so... uh... Bear in mind, you know, there's there's a lot of movie here. I saw two hours and 40 minutes of movie, and I'm describing <laughs> a few of, of the scenes in here. The ending of the movie, because we've got to end the movie with a big climactic, like, hurrying to get somewhere, and we've got to turn off the power to this one thing so we can turn on the power to this other thing and all that. And so we've got to up the stakes. And how do we up the stakes? Well, the, <laughs> the CEO of Biosyn, who happens to be uh, Dogson from the first movie, the one who... Uh, oh, are you like, serious? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually a cool callback. He has the can of Barbasol from the first movie. That might be That might be the... Well, okay, that's stupid. But that might be the first thing you've said about this movie that was like, oh, that's relatively clever. Until you said he has the, the exact same can of Barbasol and then it was dumb. Fair but, enough. You know. Yeah. So he, he says, all right, well, we got to... We gotta hide the evidence that we were doing any of this because the dinosaurs are getting loose and people are gonna start asking questions. So he sets all the locusts on fire that they have in their labs, but the se- the vents in the room were not sealed very well. So the locusts escape, and now we have clouds of fire locusts flying around, spreading fire everywhere. Wait, wait hold on. I apologize. I missed something there, brother. Uh, just give me a moment. So. How did the locusts, are the locusts on fire or do they have the aspect of fire like the Fire Nation in the Avatar? Both. (laughs) Russ, I saw you, yeah, I I saw your expression there and I loved it. You were like, I want to answer this. So, Fry, you're saying both. Yeah, they, they, they are technically on fire and some of them die from it, I guess. But many of them seem enamored with their new powers. So they're made of fire as long as they need to be. Well, and then they die. Yeah, th- I mean, th- this yeah. one last one last hurrah for them. And so so we've got a landscape set ablame by burning giant locusts who are still also swirling in the sky above. And we have a final fight between a tyrannosaur, and I think they called the other one a, a giganotosaur, and then there's another guy uh, that had... Whatever bullshit they have. And then there's another one that had wolverine claws for some reason, and the, the tyrannosaur yeah, and the wolverine guy w- worked together. I don't know what was up with that dinosaur at all. He just kind of shows up and then quietly stabs a few things and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> quietly. My wife goes, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> also oh, good. God. Yeah. And are you going to watch this movie because of its outstanding plot? No. Are you going to watch this w- movie because yeah. some very silly and fun things happen with dinosaurs? Well, yeah. That's If you're going to watch it, that's the reason to watch it. Fry, I've been hard on you, but I want to give you a short round of applause. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You've done a really good job in trying to sell this movie. I want to take a brief aside. And it was very funny. Good job. I want to take a brief aside and explain why a Tyrannosaur would not be a problem. And I have three primary examples of this. (laughs) The first one is the 577 caliber T-Rex round. (laughs) It's called Um, the T-Rex round. When fired, uh, it moves at 750 meters a second, or 2,460 feet a second, uh, and it has about a 10,180 pound feet of force. Okay. Uh, Seems like a lot. The the next thing I'd like to discuss is the 600 Nitro. (laughs) 
it's a 620, which is a 15.7 millimeter round, which is about like that. You can't see at home. It's about half an inch. Uh, but, so I have, I have and, a question. Uh, is, the la- yeah. is the last one also a gun or a bullet? The last one, is, the, the, these are bullets. The last one is a gun. Okay, it's go, go ahead and then I'll ask my question. Yes. The 600 Nitro Express is probably one of the most powerful rounds in the world. And uh, most people, when firing it, if it's not mounted, could very easily break their shoulder if they're not an experienced shooter. The last one is more important. This is a gun. It is a Marlin 4570 government. And you can buy this for less than 1200 US dollars. Okay? Is that like this a gun, Black Friday deal or is that all the time? No, this is the price of the gun. Okay, so you can probably like, it's Black Friday, it's the holiday season, shop around, you might get a good deal. This gun, admittedly, this is obviously a marketing nonsense. It's rated for everything up to moose and then after that they put T-Rex. Now, could you take a T-Rex out in one shot with this? Well, maybe if you're a good shot. But even if not, dinosaurs, we don't have to fear dinosaurs if we bring them back. They need to worry because intelligence, right? Like, that's the thing. I'm not saying people wouldn't get killed by dinosaurs, but I am saying Jurassic Park is not as profound as it used to be, and any random asshole in the United States and many other countries can buy one of these guns so, for less than 1200 US dollars. So, now we, that's not, I'm not saying that's nothing, that's a lot of money. But that's not out of reach for for you if you are trying to defend your family for mo- for a lot of people. We are never going to make any improvements to the Second Amendment if people are thinking, "Well, what if I have to defend my home for, from dinosaurs?" And that is why I think these movies are terrible. Now, you gentlemen need to give me a minute because this fucking movie has me exhausted. I'm going to refill my drink, and then I'm going to come back, and Russ is going to give us his philosophizing after these ads. Great. After these ads from from Marlin Rifles, no, no. <laughs> Hello, You're friends. Have you ever had 50-plus hogs running through your yard? Well, Marlin Country Rifles can take care of that problem, but quick. We don't concern ourselves with any trapping nonsense. We just want to stack bodies. That's right, stacking hog bodies is what Marlin does best. Hey, listeners, Fry here from Hey James, Watch This. Are you interested in buying that crazy gun James was talking about? Well, don't pay full price for it. Don't pay full price for anything. Use Honey. It'll search for coupon codes for everything you buy online (laughs) as you buy them. You can get these dinosaur-killing guns and bullets and really anything else you need to kill whatever kind of dangerous animals may or may not be on your property or that you're just worried will someday be on your property. Anyway, the important thing is use Honey. Save more money. Buy more guns. Are you starting a gun company? Well, you're going to need a website. Squarespace makes it so easy to build any website. <laughs> Have you eaten your Casper mattress today? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Make sure you turn on your NordVPN. <laughs> <laughs> Russ. Yo. Would you philosophize us? Sure. Please. There's a great tweet out there from Eric or at E-R-C-J-H-N-K-R-B-S, that reminds us that in 1981, 
16%, that's one six, 16% of the top 25 movies were sequels, spinoffs, or remakes. In 2019, <laughs> that was 80%. And of course, there are a lot of factors at play here, but it basically boils down to the fact that studios now more than ever need dependable tentpole productions because production costs are hilariously out of control. It was reported this week that Fast X, or Fast 10, the 10th and... Maybe not the last film in the Fast and the Furious franchise has a budget of three hundred and forty million dollars. Holy crap! I, I read about uh, the new Avatar movie that it will have to be a lot better than the best-selling movie ever to break even. Can I just say, and I hope this is uncontroversial, but I think James Cameron can suck my farts. <laughs> like I'm absolutely done with that man. Fry, you're exactly right. We are so far into this territory where your picture has to make a billion and a quarter as a starter. That's like, nuts. Th this movie made a billion. But, you know, all the good stuff is either streaming series or indie movies or Korean. But mm -hmm. I didn't come here to be all boomery and complain about how expensive movies are these days. <laughs> I came here to complain because James raised a question earlier in this episode and didn't elaborate a whole lot on it, so I'm going to. I came here to complain because I can't tell if something is self-parody or not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I have a long quote here, and it comes from the first Jurassic Park novel. Okay, mm. This is Dr. Ian Malcolm, as written by Michael Crichton. Most kinds of power require a substantial sacrifice by whoever wants the power. There's an apprenticeship, a discipleship lasting many years, whatever kind of power you want. President of the company, black belt in martial arts, spiritual guru, whatever it is you seek, you have to put in the time and the practice and the effort, and you have to give up a lot to get it, so it has to be important to you. And once you get it, it's yours. It can't be taken away. And... What's interesting about this process is that by the time someone has acquired the ability to kill with his bare hands, he's also matured to the point where he won't use that power unwisely. So there's like a built-in control. But scientific power is like inherited wealth attained without discipline. You read what others have done and you take the next step. You can do it very young, you can make progress very fast, and there's no discipleship lasting many decades. There's no mastery. Old scientists get ignored or forgotten. There's no humility before nature. There's only a get-rich-quick, make-a-name-for-yourself-fast philosophy. Cheat, lie, falsify, doesn't matter. Not to you, not to your colleagues. No one's going to criticize you. No one has any standards. They're all trying to do the same thing. Do it big and do it fast. And because you can stand on the shoulders of giants, you can accomplish something quickly. You don't even know exactly what it is you've done. But you've reported, you've patented, you've sold it, and the buyer will have even less discipline than you. The buyer simply purchases the power, like any commodity. The buyer doesn't even conceive that any discipline might be necessary. Now, is he talking about science here, or is he talking about producing movie sequels? He's talking about marketing and, and, and business. He's not talking about science. There is none of the magic left. We are beating Michael Crichton's corpse to see if it still makes a sound. Yeah. What made Jurassic Park 1993 magical? It was two hours long, and the dinosaurs were on screen for 15 minutes. It was yep. concerned with suspense and ethical questions. Remember that scene with the Jeep and the water and the rain and the T-Rex? I remember that. Yep. Like, how old was I? I was uh, 11 at the time. And I remember, like, that. the eyeball comes down and the flashlight's there and it contracts. It's like, oh, holy shit. 
And when the Raptors came out, you were terrified. And now everyone in the movie just Professor X's their hand at them. And there are yeah. so many goddamn dinosaurs. And they look like, for at least a couple of scenes, like they were rendered on the goddamn Toy Story 2 computers. <laughs> the only Ru- kind of... was that? Russ, can I quote you from the original episode, the first episode we did uh, about Jurassic World? Oh, sure. What I said. Kingdom? You said... Jurassic Park looks like there's a dinosaur outside your window. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom looks like someone painted a <laughs> dinosaur on the window, and I think that still holds. Now, the only kind of scary new bit that I thought might actually have legs were the Jurassic Grasshoppers, but they never really do anything. Like, there's a great <laughs> opening scene with them, and then it's abandoned because, oh, look, here's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And also, there are no narrative reasons for any of these characters to ever meet or even exist. But here's the problem. I'm saying all of these things. And there's a bit at the end of this movie where a T-Rex comes in all intimidating-like, and it gets silhouetted in like this concrete circle so that it makes itself the logo. Yeah, God, okay. it does. Uh, is this self-parody? Are you being serious or are you winking at me? Because I can't tell anymore. Like, I'm, I'm part of yeah. the TikTok generation now, and I don't know if you're being serious or not. Is this awareness? Are you just showing awareness that you've gone too far off the rails, kind of like the aforementioned Fast and the Furious franchise? Because if so, where's my Hobbs and Shaw versus T-Rex? Exactly. But there's more little hints. At one point, Ian Malcolm says, Jurassic World... Not a fan. And there's dinosaur rustlers. And the company is called Biosyn. Yeah. But then Ellie's husband like left or died or something, but he wasn't eaten by a dinosaur. So is this parody? And so I've read some reviews that argue that it is intentional. And it's specifically Colin Trevorrow's anti-Disney message. But the whole Jurassic Park thing is that corporations aren't very good. So I can't tell if any of this is intentional or not. So I have a proposition. When a director disavows a movie, traditionally, and doesn't want to be represented in it, they change the directed by credit to Alan Smithy. Right? Yes. So I need like a Poe's Law thing. For movies. And <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Poe's Law is an adage of internet culture saying that without a clear indicator of the author's intent, any parody of extreme views can be mistaken for a sincere expression of the views. And it's based yeah. on a comment written by Nathan Poe in 2005 on ChristianForums.com. Uh, <laughs> the message was posted during a debate on creationism where a previous poster had remarked to another user, good thing you included the winky, otherwise people might think you're serious. And Poe replied... <laughs> Without a smiling winky or any other blatant display of humor, it is utterly impossible to parody a creationist in any way that someone won't mistake for the real thing. That, that, is, that is actually true. Yeah. So from now on, if your movie is self-parody, the way you let me know is directed by Colin Trevorrow, winky face. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I really don't want to drag this out, boys. I am not going to watch this stupid God movie. And you damn should, it. And you <sighs> knew that from the beginning, I think. Both of you argued masterfully for it, but there is nothing in the world, at least not that I've heard yet. I'm, I, I keep an open mind to an extent. There is nothing in the world that could make me watch another Jurassic World movie unless you come, unless they make a good one. 
Or they make one, as Russ pointed out, that is truly self-parody. But the delicate thing about that is it can't be too winky, right? (laughs) The delicate balance of a good, bad movie is that it doesn't look like it's trying too hard. And that's a difficult thing to pull off and usually isn't intentional, although it can be. We have Airplane and the Naked Gun and uh, Hot Shots, you know. Anyway, I'm not going to watch this this terrible movie, but I appreciate your valor and your 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 courage <laughs> for trying to sell it to me. I think we all knew how this would happen, but now, boys, we need to spin the wheel. No, for today what? is December first, and we have entered oh. the realm of the Christmas movies. It is. Well, then spin the wheel with Christmas and a bunch of other shit on it, and we'll figure it out. Well, no, we just we just append Christmas to everything. So Christmas. Oh, that what? works too. Yeah. Christmas drama, Christmas comedy, Christmas horror. Yeah, exactly. The ban on romance is still in effect. <laughs> you can't ban <laughs> yeah. romance for Christmas. Absolutely, we, we I cannot can. watch a tea for Christmas or a. Well, Fry, let me put it another way. How likely do you think it will be that I will ever watch a Christmas romance movie? Dude, I chose Jurassic World Dominion. I don't care if you're going to watch these. It's fun to talk you're about. Abs- you know what? You're absolutely right. Your balls. I don't, can't believe you can walk around with balls that size. And I <laughs> admire you. And I admire you for it. That's not a detriment. Like, you're you're a man. What was that Hallmark-style mm-hmm. movie where they filmed the same exact Christmas movie twice, but they just shot every scene with the mom in it twice and replaced Wait, him. what? So, so, so here's what they did. They, they they were shooting a Christmas movie, but they decided to sell two Christmas movies. Okay. And so they shot all the scenes with like the mom and dad and they just replaced the mom with now it, it's a gay couple and they sold it as two did separate they Christmas really movies. Did really I'm going to have to look it up again. I, I, I've brought that up a couple of times and I never bothered to look up what that movie was. Isn't that what they did for Ghost Rider 2, where it was the same movie, but they just edited in a smaller version of Nicolas Cage on a motorcycle following the first one around? (laughs) Fry's laughing because that's an in-joke between him and me, because that's a joke that Fry made many years ago, and it was very, very funny, and I've been waiting to say it on this podcast. I'm glad that joke, after all these years, finally got its podcast debut. Love you, dude. Spin the fucking wheel without, (laughs) without romance. Do we want to remove or change any of these here? No. Is there a per... Well, hold on. Documentary? I think we're good on documentaries. Rust, is there anything you want to ask? Or ask? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really... Oh, okay. Here we go. I just found it. Uh, it was Too Cool for Christmas and A Very Cool Christmas. Jesus. That's so soulless. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Let's spin this wheel. Spin the wheel! Christmas, what a Christmas drama. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, fine. Fine. (sighs) Christmas drama. Okay, please try not to make it boring. I I, I have faith in in you guys and your lack of attention span. All right, Christmas drama. Okay, boys, what are we watching? I restarted Arcane after putting it off for a while, and that is really good. No, it's really fucking good, isn't yeah. it? Has nothing to do with the video nothing. game, really. Yeah, I, I mean, which is good, because I haven't played the video game for years. 
I have never played it and was still found the series interesting. So I thought it was good. A uh, new season of The Dragon King came out. Uh, same creator as the Avatar series. Maybe not quite as good, but still pretty well written on Netflix. Well, I revisited old stuff. Talking about self-parody, I rewatched Loaded Weapon 1. Oh, God. <laughs> that movie slays me. Oh, I love that thing. And I, I know we're old, oh, but I want to agree with you here. I know we're old, but hur, 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 I want to agree with you. I think there is an aspect of parody that has been lost. Go ahead. Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> I thought there was more mm. coming. <laughs> and, no, that's it. And my pr- and my point. prettier half uh, had never seen Deadwood, and so I'm rewatching that. That hasn't aged oh, a day either. Yes. That that show kicks ass. I, I also have one more recommendation. Uh, since the last yes. time we recorded, I finished. No, it's what are we watching now? It's no longer recommendations. Get the bit right. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm watching, well, I'm already done, and I wasn't watching, The the Lost Metal, the most recent Brandon Sanderson book in the Mistborn series. Oh, uh, yeah? Just, just a fantastic book. Obviously, you should check it out. I recommend rereading all of Mistborn right beforehand, and then all the... Try, uh, can I, I, I just want to... You did, you did ask... recommend this on the last episode. Well, well but I, I just finished you recommended... it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Fry, I, I, I do want to say something. First of all... I agree with you, both of you, that Brandon Sanderson is a good author. Uh, author, excuse me. However, how long are we going to keep free advertising for this man? <laughs> I no would one pay to him us. to advertise for him. Like, are you kidding? Oh, oh, shit. We, uh, as long as there's I, a podcast, as long as I have a platform. As one third of the podcast, I do not agree to this. <laughs> well, it's because you haven't uh, properly joined us. Read the books. I read oh, one of the books. Open and it your was mind good. to all of the. Cosmere. I love. God, Jesus. Okay, fuck. All right. Yeah, Brandon Sanderson wouldn't like us anyway. We probably like swear too much. I think. Anyway. He, I mean, he seems like a cool guy, though. I think. I think we could be friends, even though we have difference of, of opinion about things. No, that that's how they get you into the church, Fry. Well, I <laughs> mean, they seem really nice there, and they have these bake sales. <laughs> we'll, and we'll, we'll just replace fucking with storming. There you go. Ah, bingo. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James, watch this. Have a great day. Don't drink bleach. Thank you.